What's the difference between a skyscraper and a pyramid? How do you know if your success right now is doomed to fall apart? How can you be fulfilled till your last day? These are just some of the questions that are answered in this episode, Build Pyramids, Not Skyscrapers, with Tom Clark. Welcome everyone to the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast helping you to create a life of high performance that is aligned to your heart's purpose. My name is Trang, your host for the show, and boy oh boy, am I ready to release this episode into the world. This is a conversation that I had with Tom Clark, who, if you don't already know, is my business and life mentor, has been for many years now. So who is Tom? He is a business and life mentor. He's the guy they call the wizard. And he helps coaches, facilitators, and mentors build dream businesses that drench their hearts with fulfillment. In today's episode, we talk about building pyramids, not skyscrapers. And this is the core of Tom's message to the world and is what drives his coaching. Because he says, the greatest systems and leaders in the world build from the ground up, from the inside out. They don't just focus on one facet. They focus on the entire picture and recognize that you're only as strong as your weakest point. This realization has come from Tom's journey of achieving impressive success in his multiple six-figure business at age only 21 to find that he still felt empty, that every other aspect of his life was falling apart that this was not sustainable, that he'd been so intoxicated with erecting this fast success that he had lost himself. Not everyone is going to have the exact same journey as Tom's, but many people in society have careers and lives that resemble skyscrapers rather than pyramids. So if you want to be fulfilled till your last day, if you want to live a full and whole life and thrive in all the different dimensions, then this episode is for you. A heads up as well, guys, after finishing recording and listening back over the audio, turns out there were some tech challenges and my microphone is a little bit softer and more distant than Tom's. I thought about recording a whole new conversation, but... This one is just so valuable and so candid that I really wanted to share this version with you. It's all good. You can still hear me clearly and everything. It's, there's just a discrepancy between me and Tom. So thank you for your tolerance. Now, let's delay this no more. This is my conversation with Tom Clark, the wizard. All right. We are rolling. Whose podcast are we on? Yours. <laughs> Yours, yeah? Yeah, yeah. fine. Okay. I'll probably keep this in now. Oh, yeah. Like, this, These are the best parts. <laughs> These are the best parts. <laughs> well, Tom, since you were wondering, welcome to the Aligned Performance Podcast. Yeah, it's awesome to finally be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we feel in the listeners Absolutely. of what it's taken to get up to this point? Mm, yeah. Well, second attempt. Yes. Because we filmed this before and then... It was like, this was... We did the first round in 
February of this year. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was. Mm. So six months ago. Mm. 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 What happened? Why didn't we go? Why didn't we release those episodes? Well, we... So basically the way that we're recording this, we're recording it on two different devices. So then I had to basically like compress my file and then send it to Trang. And then I went, I compressed it and I sent it to you. And then you're like on Dropbox and you're like, where is it? Or something like that. And it just fucking disappeared. And then like I went to re-upload it or whatever it is. And then I just basically messaged you and I'm like, Mm. I don't even know if I'm feeling that podcast. Yeah. Like I don't even know. I'm wondering why there's so much resistance around getting it to you yeah and I, I think like we were so busy and then by the time yeah by the time we had it sorted I think we went we both just went through so much growth in that period yeah. that we basically like I thought I thought back on the podcast the episode that we, were, we recorded that no one will ever see I guess I thought back on it and I was like yeah it doesn't feel like me anymore yeah yeah so I was like, going to say the exact same exact yeah. same thing yeah we both evolved so much over the last six to 12 months mm. so that if we wait one month before releasing a podcast yeah episode, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we basically got to like yeah so we've got to release this shit like two days later <laughs> yeah. yeah even though we will have grown so much into no nah, no really <laughs> um yeah no nah, that's legit though um yeah. Mm. yeah and but you have been on the podcast before uh actually on my previous podcast the mm. athletes garage podcast yeah a couple of years ago now mm. um so some people are, are going to be familiar with you because mm. i do talk about you a lot mm-hmm. the tom clark the mm-hmm. wizard um but for anyone who doesn't know you tom mm. can you share with us who are you mm. well i think like it's funny I'm back into the phase of really, really, really enjoying, and you would know this after leaders, like, who am I? I'm, I'm like, I'm Tom. Like, I'm I'm Tom. Like, oh, but what do you do? Well, I be the highest version of me, and that involves a million different things. Like, yeah. I think this has been, this is going to straight up form the theme of this, because I know at least some of your questions, um, like, I'm not just a business coach which if you wanted to give me a title that's what i am i'm a business coach for coaches mentors and facilitators um but i'm also a martial arts athlete i'm also a freediver i'm also um a hunter i'm also a what else am i i'm a backflipper you are as now. of now yeah i can as of yesterday, as of yesterday <laughs> i can do a standing backflip so yeah last, gymnast last night, by the way like tom sent me a video it was like 9 p.m at night being like check this out and this nailed it <laughs> <laughs> so i've been going to gym um gymnastics sorry um scuba diver yeah scuba diver i didn't say that um free diving yeah but like so anyway why am i saying that the reason I'm saying that is because it's there's so many parts of my life that I hadn't recognized make me in so many different ways. Like if you got Tom Clark and you subtracted everything and just left the business coaching there and I wasn't a freediver, I wasn't a scuba diver, I wasn't an archer, I wasn't a martial arts athlete, I wasn't a husband, I wasn't a whatever the hell. And you removed all of them and I was just a business coach. I would be absolutely shit as a business coach Mm. like i would be absolutely terrible as a business coach because all of these things add wholeness and add the multi-dimensional approach that i teach in everything that i do 
Yeah. So it's like, not that I'm sitting there teaching somebody how to free dive, but it's all the lessons and all of the embodiment that I get through all of those things that contribute to who I lead as. Yeah. And I think who, for no, I know that for coaches, mentors, and facilitators, like they are the individuals that aren't, like we're not teachers. We're not teachers. There are things that we teach, but we are coaches. And coaching requires inspiration. Like if you're not inspired by your coach, you don't have a coach. <laughs> if you're not inspired by a coach, you don't have a coach. If yeah. you're not led by your coach, you don't have a coach. So there's so many other elements of my life and my highest standards of excellence for all these things that I think they allow me to to lead. And my embodiment in all these areas gives me the authority in so many ways. Like obviously I've got incredible embodiment in my business too. Like my actual business itself, a lot of people look up, up to. Mm. But I think the feedback that I've gotten at least is that more than anything, what people really look up to is like he has the business and that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Like he has the business and a beautiful marriage and an epic lifestyle and is thriving in this this and this area because it's like we've all met the like we've all met the millionaire who's like dead inside right yeah. and it's like every other area of their life is shit they're on their fifth divorce right and they're miserable inside and they're a millionaire and it's like you really want to be coached by that person mm. like where's the vitality in that mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and we're going to talk about vitality for sure, throughout the episode. But I was going to add to what you said, Tom, because mm. I was just thinking as you were saying, over the five or six years that mm. we have worked together, as in mm. I, like you've um, coached me in business, mm. some of the biggest things that I have gotten from you haven't just been what you've told me to do, mm. but the unconscious modeling mm. of who you are. Mm. So all the different aspects of you, like behind closed doors that I can sense because I can see, you know, that's who you are and the results that you get, mm. right? Like behind closed doors, outside of the events that mm. I attend, you know, your relationship, your friendships, your connection and relationship with the earth and mm. with everything that's around you, mm. like that's where the effective coaching has occurred. Mm. Mm. I mean, of course, on, mm. on top of what you've consciously coached me. Because, sure. Yeah, like here's the thing. People, people don't listen to what they are told. Like mm. we've seen so much of that mm. over the mm. last couple of years, right? Mm. You tell someone to do something and they're more likely to go the other, the other way. Yeah. Um, but people grow so much when they are inspired yeah. by what they see and then they unconsciously, without even thinking about it. Yeah, they it, choose it. Yeah, they yeah. choose it and they yeah. start to become that. Yep, 100%. Nailed it, 100%. And also, um, like I've ran businesses in different ways. Like I've I've been in business, like December will be 11 years. That is just weird. Um, but I've been in business for 11 years and – in December. And I have ran businesses before where I have had a separation between the business and myself, right? And basically like I've been thriving in the business but not thriving within myself. Mm -hmm. And it, it actually makes 
everything so, so, so much harder. Not only is it um, a much more ineffective way to be coaching your clients because, again, they're not inspired by things. You're basically just preaching things, but there's no inspiration about who you are. Um, So that's less effective for them. But then for you, like you then have to go into the business and be a certain person and do a certain thing and whatever it might be. And then you've always got to choose this like work-life, quote-unquote work-life balance, Yeah. right? So versus now it's like I know that by going freediving, for example, and going on a hero's journey freediving when I figure out that we're diving in great white territory or whatever it is and the whole journey that comes with that, when I do that, I also know that that is also – in an indirect way, business work. Yeah. So there's not this, like, I'm not torn between, like, should I go on that dive or not? Like, or should I be doing business things? It's like, yeah. no, it's wholeness. It's wholeness. It's all so important. Yeah. And I used to beat myself up. I would have my soul craving to do something, like to go on a massive hike or go away camping or, like, go be in Earth, right? And I'd have my like soul craving to do that. And I would feel like I need to choose soul or business. Yeah. Right. And then I would choose soul, but then I'd feel a little bit guilty that I'm not doing like business stuff or whatever it is. And it's not until recently that I haven't just understood, but truly embodied the fact that they're the same thing. Hmm. Like they're all, like I spoke to you about earlier, the life basis, Um, your four quadrants, um, it all it, it all has to work together. Like you, yeah. If you're if you're mentoring and coaching specifically, because yeah. I also have decided now that I'm specifically only working with coaches, mentors, facilitators. Yeah, and cool. that's because like you might be able to argue that as a business owner, the rest of your life can be shit and you can still make it work, or you can be unhealthy as hell and then still make it work. Like I don't really look at Elon Musk as the epitome of health, <laughs> like. I don't know his health, but I don't look at that and go like, hmm, dialed. But so maybe it's not important there, but as a coach, mentor, and facilitator, it is incredibly important because your job is literally not in just this airy way, but in a true unconscious way, like you said, your job is to inspire change. So if the rest of you is uninspiring as hell, forget it. Mm, Mm. Yeah. And this is so good. Because this is exactly what we're talking about today in yeah. the episode. Um, the, the title of this episode is Build Pyramids, Not Skyscrapers. Mm. And I want to go into that in so much detail. Mm. But first, I want to actually go right back to the start. Mm. Because you've shared, you know, more recently you have come to this deep understanding that, you know, your soul and your business is, is one, right? Mm. But going back to the start, where did this <laughs> come from what have you observed in you know individuals or in the collective and then you mentioned a little bit about what you felt like you mm. felt that you, your business was thriving but you weren't mm. thriving or there was mm. that separation um but what else have you like what have you observed in individuals or the collective that has brought about this need for you to share this message mm, mm, mm. yeah great question well as always, I, I've seen it in the external world, like I've seen it in other coaches or other businesses or whatever it might be. But then 
obviously there's been an element of a projection in that because it's been within myself too, right? So like I have been, I have built a quote unquote skyscraper instead of the pyramid. So to give like a really, really, really simplified rundown of the skyscraper pyramid thing, it's not a fucking multi-level marketing metaphor. (laughs) I'm not in a multi-level marketing. I despise that. Um, However, the pyramid, because people call it like pyramid schemes, it's not that. It's, It's the metaphor of like, structure and solid foundations and a low entropy system right so basically if you think of the pyramids that are still around like how long have they been around for right and we could i mean jesus you could go down a wormhole just answering that question right but at least thousands on thousands on thousands of years they've been around for apparently they were built by aliens according to some people yeah Well, I mean, Jesus, that? like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they were built, but I don't think they were built by slaves the way they say they were built anyway. But anyway, mm. um, so you got these pyramids and the, the real important part is how long have they actually been around for and how long have they inspired awe and inspiration and meant something to this earth? They've meant something to this earth since the day that they were born. And they will continue to be like an absolute pillar of inspiration to civilization for forever. Like they'll probably be there for ever, mm. right? Like thousands and thousands and thousands more years. And then, so that is like, that is a structure. And if you look at like geometry and physics and things like that, you'll see that the triangle is the universe's most solid and strong structure, right? Basically, you push on any side of it and it's supported, right? So then you've got that as a pyramid and then you've got skyscrapers. Why do most people build skyscrapers? The tallest ones out of ego. It's like mine's bigger than yours. Mm. It's, it's like I'm going to erect this thing and then mine's going to be bigger than yours, right? So they pour all this money into it and they erect this beautiful shiny skyscraper and whatever it might be. But I really think the pharaohs back in, back in Egypt would be looking at that like, ha, have a cyclone, have one of them. You know what I mean? Like it's it's such a it's a faster thing to build, right? It's a quicker thing to build. It's a shinier thing to build, um, but it's never going to last as long. Like it's never ever ever going to last as long, and it's not going to be like something remembered for the end of time. Like if they took down. Uh, Rialto Tower tomorrow. Like, okay, outside of people losing their jobs, 100 years from now, no one's going to think about Rialto Tower. Mm. That's not going to leave a lasting impact for the rest of life. Yeah. So back into like business, it's like there's so many business owners who are building these skyscrapers and they're only worried about growth. They're like, let's get, like, let's build it as high as we can. Let's build the biggest building we possibly can. Let's build the biggest business we possibly can. So they take all of these shortcuts to build all of these businesses that don't have a foundation nearly as strong as a pyramid. The, like structurally, their business is nowhere near what a, what a business based off a pyramid would be. And I laugh about this because I was showing you beforehand. Like over the past month, I've been so deep in the cave of creation of like 
literally mapping out like, okay, what are the, what are the four pillars of a business that represent the four faces of a pyramid? Like what are the four cornerstones? What is this section? What's that section? So the entire way, our entire metaphor and our entire structure of how to build a business is based on a pyramid. Why? Because it's the most sustainable way you could ever possibly build it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that that metaphor like continues over everywhere, like health, right? It's like, oh yeah, like um let's go a skyscraper versus a pyramid. And it's like someone comes to the gym, right? And they are like, I just want to get jacked. Yep. So they take like milligrams on milligrams of testosterone and they take all the supplements and do they get jacked? Yeah, they get jacked ass. But it's like, yeah, but where's that body in thirty years from now? Mm. It's wrecked, it's crumbled. Right. And then you have individuals that come in the gym and they're like, no, I want to build a pyramid body. Right. Like, I want to get the foundations right. I want to get musculoskeletal balance. I want to make sure that, like, I am approaching this holistically. I am not just concerned about, like, calories in and calories out and macros. I'm actually concerned about gut health. I'm actually concerned about, like, okay, what am I consuming on my fitness journey psychologically as well? Mm. Like, what am I? T- all elements yeah. are all considered. Right, and then you end up having someone that builds a pyramid. Are they as jacked as the dude taking like 500 milligrams of testosterone? No, yeah. right? They don't get there as fast, but they get there better, and they sustain it much, much, much longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so applicable to every area of life. relationships. Yeah, as well. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Build the foundations. Have this strong sturdy structure mm, mm, mm. yeah in relationships yep mm. you can see a lot of people like getting into relationships and it's only based on like sex and sex appeal so like you see it, the whole relationship is based on like going out and dressing up and then coming home and having beautiful sex and it's like that is absolutely one of three core components to a relationship is a sex life, 100%. Mm. However, it's one of three. So if that's all it is, it's incomplete. You've built this skyscraper from the outside. That's the other thing with the skyscrapers. They look phenomenal from the outside looking in, right? Outside looking in, you're looking at it, it looks gorgeous, right? And it's like that relationship, oh, relationship goals, the social media couple or whatever it might be. It's like, yeah, but how does that play out? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So this is something that you deeply believe in now. And going back to the start. Ah, sorry. Yes. How did did it? So you now know what it is. So going back. Yeah. So how did it all come about? Yeah. So basically, um, yeah, I I started um, toward the end of my first business. I was a PT doing, I think I was doing at the peak 65 one-on-one sessions a week. Are they like one-hour sessions as well? 45s. Yeah, Yeah. big weeks. Big weeks. And anyone that's a PT knows that like that's not not 45 minutes times 60. Like realistically, that's Mm -hmm. like 120 hours a week. Like I was getting up at like between 2.30 and 4 every morning and not getting home until like 9.30 the next night. Like, oh, that makes me feel so sick even yeah. just thinking about that. Like, just completely disrespecting myself to build the skyscraper, to get the things, to have the success, quote unquote. Yeah. And then, 
So I did that and I was like, okay, that sucks. And I hadn't had this thought of like pyramids and skyscrapers yet. I was like, okay, that's not the way to do it. And then the whole idea of like work smarter, not harder came in. Yep, which everyone understands. Um, it's been beaten to death. So then I started um, changing things and then eventually I ended up business coaching as well. And then I basically had a business where I could – I had about – I had about 260 or 280 grand a year of revenue locked in mm. and it took me two eight-hour days a week to secure that revenue basically. So I could basically just work two days a week, eight hours each for the rest of the year and it'd be 280 grand a year, 200, somewhere between 240 and 280, whatever. And, um, and then I realized that oh, I'm working a lot less but I've still built a skyscraper which didn't really make sense to me at first and again i still hadn't thought of the concept of skyscraper but i realized that something was still drastically off mm. and what were you feeling like how did you empty, come to this realization empty empty like we were starting to create such incredible success like i was 2021 or something and like we were in this beautiful million dollar apartment in the city with the fresh mercedes-benz that was custom built for us and just had all this excess money and then I just started to feel so empty. Mm. And at this point, I had incorporated physical work. So the physical plane, there's four planes, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. I'd incorporated the physical work. I had quote unquote mastered that work in 120 hours a week, right? Like, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd done that and ticked that and understood that. And then I went into... When I, I was like, oh, work smarter, not harder. Now I'm in the physical, I'm sorry, in the psychological realm. Yeah. So mentally, I'm like doing all the right things, yeah. but emotionally and spiritually, dry, completely dry. So I built this awesome business, this awesome setup, this awesome revenue, all the rest of it. But my heart and soul was screaming for so much more. Yeah. And since the focus was like, yeah, it was work harder. Um, sorry, work smarter, not harder. At the end of the day, though, the only focus was build profitable businesses. That was it. So I attracted a heap of clients minus yourself and just literally a few others that were just totally misaligned to me because they were literally only, well, they were aligned to where I was at, but yeah. not my deepest truth. Um, but they were just, yeah, only focused on money and only focused on profit. And then little things started to happen where I would find out things that they had done where they just basically completely disrespected their clients for quick coin, like mm -hmm. for quick money. And yeah, then I basically just realized I'm like, I've kind of done it again. Like I've kind of built this non-complete business again. And then, um, and then I really started to step into the spiritual realm and I had this, meditation one day where i just saw i just i was feeling really empty at the time and i had this meditation and i started like filling myself up with this blue light and i remember it was like when this blue light hit me i was like what what, what is that uh, like that's what i'm actually after right mm -hmm. like whatever this feeling is that's this is the energy like this is what i'm after and it was this feeling of like complete fulfillment 
like complete fulfillment, but the ability to actually be able to feel it at every level. Yeah. And did you feel that? Like in the meditation? Yeah. yeah, I did. What did and it feel like? It's kind of like trying to explain what does the color red look like? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like it's pretty hard to explain, but it, yeah. it felt like, I guess the probably closest way I could explain it would be like a combination of like, love and excitement almost mm. yeah like this like you know how excitement can feel ungrounded like you're just like you're like oh my god it's like, like jittery, like, jittery. Like, yeah. yeah it was like the awesome feelings of excitement wrapped with like the grounding hugging nature of love yeah yeah, yeah. and then I felt that and then I saw myself I was like what like, how do I have this? So I asked that question. I'm like, how do I have this, this blue light? And then I saw this vision of myself, my body just getting like catapulted away from the earth and then reaching up and stretching my entire chest open and looking at the earth and then pouring out of myself was this blue light and it would drench the earth in blue light. And basically, I just knew instantly that that blue light was life-changing impact. And I know that's like so vague, Mm. um, but it was basically like giving the earth its potential back, giving all the people on the earth their potential back, waking them up to their own greatness, waking them up to their own blue light, so to speak. And it would hit these people on the earth and then those people – would then like it would spread from them as well and that's where i started to really recognize what's most important is that i'm impacting people that will impact people Mm. like yourself right like impacting you that allows you to go on and impact so many others the ripple effect yeah and i was like oh i get it that like this blue light that i so desire i know that i need to give that to the earth but like how do i get that blue light and it was like I just saw the same image again and instantly realized that the giving process of that is the receiving process of that as well. Yeah. Because I saw that the more I give that fulfillment to all the others and everything like that, that is what fulfills me as well. Yeah. So then the answer was in order to receive this feeling of deep fulfillment, you had to give. And the focus had to be on that. Like that was the thing is that the focus has to be on giving that fulfillment versus showing someone how to make another five grand a month. Yeah. Right? Like being so statistical and so focused on just the money like was never the answer. It was never going to give me anything else other than a quick ego hit and dopamine fix. Yeah. 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 And then the funny thing as well is that like – I mean I've gone through the journeys of relationship with money – as you can imagine, like ha- like ha- being so money focused and then realizing it wasn't it, I was like, well, fuck money then, right? And then it's like, okay, that's not the answer either, Tom. And now I'm at the place where I understand that like the most beautiful thing about money is how tangible and measurable it is to so many other areas of your business if everything's in alignment. Like if you're out of alignment, what your money in your business is doing means fuck all. It could be making a million dollars a year. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're successful at all if you're out of alignment. 
Mm. Right. But if you're in deep alignment in all the other areas of your life and your business, and then you start seeing that income rise drastically, that is an indicator of growth of your business. That's very tangible, very measurable, all the rest of it. But it's not, and it allows you to be able to do so many more things, which is all beautiful. But it's, for me, the actual money that lands to me in and of itself is very uninteresting. Like, mm. And it's not uninteresting because I don't like it. It's uninteresting in comparison, in contrast to the real work that we actually do. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've experienced the extreme of having all the money, mm. having all the success, mm. but feeling empty. Yeah. So now you, you can't go back there ever again. No. No. Yeah. But I've also had all the fulfillment and watch the bank account drastically mm. take a plummet and realize that that's problematic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I've realized, and I mean, I've all, this is not really necessarily something that's going to be a quote unquote epiphany to someone. It's pretty, everyone's taught us this from the moment. We'll, yeah. Right. It's like money won't make you happy. Right. It's like, we all know that. But um, what I've now realized is we talked about this at leaders. Um, we talk about, I've created a concept, which is like levels of money consciousness. Right, And basically what it talks about is different levels of a relationship with money and different levels of thinking with money. And the highest level, I won't go through all of it, the highest level is soul money. And soul money is where the money you are generating is literally focused upon so that it can help with the expression of your soul's deepest calling. Right. So, like, my sole focus for money is I'm I'm still going to keep this a little on the DL, but my sole focus for money is a space that I'm going to be creating to run the most transformative events, summits, retreats that exist in Australia. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're already doing that, but the actual event space, we're going to basically build. Right. So, like, fuck yeah, I value money. Yeah, it's tied so directly into that. And the beautiful thing is when you enter soul dreaming and you enter soul consciousness of money, you are so focused on attaining your soul's purpose and creating a, a dream that helps you fulfill your soul's purpose that money ends up just consistently being this byproduct. And it also gets valued enough. Because yeah. the level below that is altruistic money where you're just like, oh, nah, like we don't need any money. We like all the rest of it. And then next minute you realize that, well, if you want to build like a event space or something like that, that's going to help actually serve people more. It's like that nah, costs cash. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want yeah. to be seen, heard and have the power mm. to create an impact, yeah, you, mm. you need to not be- Cash is at um, least going to drastically help. Yeah. <laughs> Like, maybe you can do it without it, but it, yeah. 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 Mm. Wow. Okay, so then, so, so this is where you got to. Yeah, then- so I got to that, yeah, so I got to that place where I started and that was like more the spiritual journey, yeah. right? And I'm like, okay, cool, got it. And then I absolutely threw a Hail Mary where I looked at like that 260-odd grand of income and almost with, like within the space of weeks, I just shut it all down. And we had so, so much of our life tied into making that amount of money. And that was, 
yeah, one of the scariest things I'd done because it was just like I just had to – I knew in my heart I needed to do it because there was so much misalignment and so many clients that were just not aligned to where I wanted to go. And then while doing that, I then realized at the same time, I was like, okay, what – and I asked myself one question which was, how do I build something that is the that is going to spread that blue light that is going to be as impactful as possible? And I just put my blinkers onto that. I didn't focus on anything else. And I looked at and then I created Transformer. Yeah, from that place. Like I think I'd already ran it once or twice, but then I created Transformer 2.0. That's right. And Transformer 2.0 is where I said to myself, I'm like, I'm not leaving anything out in this. Like I'm literally giving the ultimate fucking solution for the unfulfilled business owner that may or may not have a level of success, but they know deep down there's so much more for them. Mm. And I built out, which I will claim as an absolute fucking masterpiece. Like Transformer became the pivotal moment for hundreds of entrepreneurs. And it was the most fulfilling thing ever. Yeah, the most fulfilling thing ever. And yeah, so I, I shut down all that other revenue that I had and poured it all into Transformer and I basically hedged all my bets on that Transformer being successful. And then the funny thing is, is that in like in the space of 60 days, I was on track to already triple where I was at financially anyway, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't the focus anymore, but it's sort of what happens as a result of buying into your soul's dream. Yeah. Funny yeah. what happens when things really align. Yeah. 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 You're limitless. When you when you're completely aligned, you are limitless. And I should also say that like I think when you talk about things like alignment and following your heart and creating a soul dream and all of this sort of stuff, it sounds very idealistic. Like, mm-hmm. oh that's a good idea. I'll just do that. It's like you Probably won't because it's an absolute fucking process and an absolute journey to do that. Like there's – and that's what we teach, right? That The process of that alignment, the process of finding out what your soul dream is, the process of becoming the man or the woman that actually represents that soul dream. Like it's – I just don't want this to sound like it's just like go do that. Easy. Just follow your heart, man. Like come and then you have a million dollar a year business. Easy. Yeah, like, and everyone's left wondering, but how? Like, yeah. how do I know what what's my heart and what yeah. how to follow it? And I do want to talk about that. Yeah, we sure. can. Yeah, yeah. Um, but first, I want to say that you know, in we're talking in the context of business, mm. but this is like we mentioned a little earlier. This is applicable to your whole life. Like, yeah. even if you are um, employed, mm. even if you are. Um, you know, working in a bigger company, mm. like this still applies, mm. right? Like mm. 100%. building the pyramid instead of skyscraper yep. for your life. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Because the same thing as well. You can have like a really high manager role in any company that you want to talk about, right? Um, a really prestigious company or whatever it might be. Mm. But like, yeah, what's that doing for your soul? Like I don't care how much money you're making until we first ask that question. Like, is it setting your soul on fire? Not your dopamine receptors, mm. right? Like, not your ego. Is it setting your soul on fire? And does it, and this is so important, does it allow for the fulfillment of the rest of your life as well? Yeah. Because let's just say, 
Like I, I do meet some business owners and their business lights them on fire. Like it really does. Mm. But it also takes away from every other area of their life. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but I'm happy. And I'm like, you're not for long. Like I'm sorry, but I've seen this with endless amounts of people. If you are happy only in your business, that's going that's going to be problematic at some point. There's yeah. so many people that like use their business to hide, mm-hmm. right? They spend all their time in their business so that they've got fuck all time for their relationship so that they don't have to look at the fact that they're actually miserable in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Or they spend all their time in their business or their career. It doesn't matter. Business, career, whatever. It's the same thing. Um, and in this metaphor, I should just say career. Um, they spend all this time in their career and their health is just an absolute nightmare or the rest of their lifestyle is just an absolute nightmare, right? Yeah. It's like it doesn't – It's it, that's not alignment. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. And it's a skyscraper ready for – and the other metaphor with the skyscraper thing is it's a skyscraper ready to fall when it has a little bit of outside disruption, right, which it will come like – a hurricane will eventually come. An earthquake will eventually come. Mm. Like something's going to come. Like, and you might not, you might be really happy in your life, in your business. Um, yeah, in your business, ignoring all other areas of your life. Your health fucking sucks. Your relationships suck. All the rest of it. And you think you're still happy. It's like, cool. Yeah. Well, the skyscraper is fine when it's a sunny blue sky day. But like, I mean, God forbid, like, okay. And then what happens when your parent dies? How do you, how are you going there? And that it's those events where things then just absolutely fucking crumble, yeah. right? Or it's like, yeah, I'm all sweet, and it's like, cool, yeah, you've just got a diagnosis back from the doctor that doesn't say too many good things about your health. How are you now? Mm. Like it's just unstable. It's just an absolute disaster when every other area of your life sucks and only your business or your career rocks. Right? It's an absolute disaster waiting to happen, mm. and and outside pressures will happen. We saw it with so many people through COVID. Yeah. And don't think that that's the last external stress we're going to have in society. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just something that we do not have control over. It's going yeah. to constantly come. Yeah. Okay. So you're sharing this whole process that you've been through. You know, you had this business, but mm. you felt empty on the inside. Mm. Some people may be in that situation now, or mm. they may be in a situation where their career or their business or their mm. life in general is going really well. Mm. And they're like, well, how do I know? Like, how do I know if this is like a pyramid or if this is a skyscraper that's just going well now until the next turbulence? Mm. Like how, what should I look out for? You know, what should I see in terms of like my life? Yeah. Um, how, how I'm feeling? What are the different things? Well, I've just picked up the pyramid. The pyramid. To sort of explain it a little bit more. Um, if you're only listening and you're not watching, that's fine. I'll explain it. You can just imagine. But to answer that question, like, how do I know if my, yeah, if I've got a skyscraper and not a pyramid, mm. right? Well, there's many, as there's many different faces to a pyramid, there's many different answers to that. So, your pyramid, you've got four core faces to a pyramid, yep. Um, and those four core uh, 
faces represent spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical planes, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of the time, people will get tricked into thinking, just like myself, that they've got it worked out when they have the physical and the mental planes dialed in. Yeah. Yep. Do you mind even explaining what each of those planes actually represent? Yeah. Real briefly so that people yep. understand. So what the spiritual plane and all that represents. Yeah, the, the four planes. Yeah. So your spiritual plane represents your purpose, right? It's all about your purpose and your legacy and everything like that. The emotional plane ties in with your actual potential, right? And that refers to your emotional potential, yeah? So you might think, oh, I've got heaps of potential and you're a CEO of a multi-multi-million dollar company and you think you've got a lot of potential that's being fulfilled. And it's like, it is, but I'm talking about your emotional potential, there's a really good quote that's like, I couldn't imagine a more existential torture than having the holy grail right in front of me, but have the inability to actually receive it. Yes. To receive it and its beauty. That one hits so deep. Yeah. It's like, we're talking emotional potential. Like, what's your emotional potential when you look at your children? Mm. Can you, you really love, love them? Mm. Like, you say you love them, but like, do you sit there? And does your body overwhelm you with love? Or is your emotional potential really, really damn low, right? And then you've got the psychological plane and that's all around paradigms. So how you're thinking, yep. What are your worldviews? How are you looking at reality, right? How are you systemizing your life? How are you, how is it all working, right? What are your neural pathways that you're most commonly running that are leading you to a certain level of reality. Yep. And then physical plane, you've got performance. And that's one that most people understand. It's like, how are you actually performing? Like, are you actually performing well in your business? Are you actually performing well as an athlete? Are you actually performing well physically as an employee? Whatever it might be. Yep. Yep. That's a very brief one. But I showed Chang just before this, there's four elements and then the four elements have an inside and an outside. So that makes eight. And then you've got a shadow version as well. So that makes 16 because you then double them and then you've got two faces. You've got the underneath face and the four corners. And then you've got the shadow version of the four corners as well. So we're 16. <laughs> we're now at plus eight, right? Like there's yeah, this so system's about, I think it's about, we're up to about well over 70 different components to a pyramid. Yeah. It just yeah, it just keeps expanding because you, you can't cannot simplify this stuff into a box. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, imagine what what Tom just said: the pyramid with the four faces, and then an upside down pyramid, like almost like a water reflection underneath, yep. and then that's the whole shadow now. side. Yeah, yes. yeah, which is like something you're pretty amped about. <laughs> yeah, the shadow side is going to be incredible. But um, yeah. anyway, so. How do you know if you've got a skyscraper and not a pyramid? Well, you're likely – well, it's very easy if your uh, psychological plan is off, right? Your mental plan is off because you are overworked. It's very simple. It's like you are me as a PT doing 60 hours a week, working really hard but not smart at all, mm. right? So that's a very, very simple one and easy one to identify. Yeah, like lacking – like the, the intelligence, the smarts, and the wisdom yes. as well, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yep. Um, and your life is running you because you're sitting in the physical plane, which represents the slave and the warrior, 
Yeah. Right? So you're slaving away. It's very easy to recognize yeah. that one. So constantly doing, but like you stopped being a student as soon as you were like 18 and graduated school. Yep. Just doing, doing, doing. Yep, exactly. Yep. And then where people get stuck though is where they've got a good physical plane. So they're doing the work and they're getting the results. And now they've got a good psychological plane like I was where, yeah, you can work two days a week and do t- over 250 grand a year just doing two days a week work. And, and then they think, oh, I've got it nailed. I got it dialed or they own a business or they own a crypto thing or whatever it is that just passively generates them the money or whatever it is. And like, yep, I've got it dialed. I've made it. I've got money. This is it. This is life's goal achieved. So I think I've got a pyramid, but that's, that's two dimensional, not four dimensional. So you've got emotional and spiritual left. So for the emotional section, you need to start asking yourself your capacity to receive. Right, And you need to start really genuinely sitting and looking at all the areas of your life that actually mean more than anything to you. Like so many people wouldn't like, they won't even really sit and look at their partner and ask themselves, am I giving this person what they deserve? Mm. Right. Am I, is our relationship actually honored at the level it needs to be honored? And not just intimate relationships, like friendships as well. Friendships is absolutely massive, yeah? yeah? And looking at that and then also asking yourself, hey, you just, for example, changed the entire life of 10 people at a retreat that you just ran. Can you feel that? Or do you have not have the emotional capacity to actually feel the magnitude of what you've actually just done and feel it beyond like excitement? Yeah. I mean, if you're feeling it really and you've really changed the life of 10 people at a retreat or whatever it is, or in some degree in work, you've changed the whole direction of the company or whatever it is. If you have done that or you've just reached your own goal in your company, like you've, you've finally landed that new title or whatever it might be, right? Yeah. You've finally done that. I know this sounds so literal, but it's like, did you break the fuck down in tears? Because, <laughs> hey, you've worked three years for this and you just achieved it. Yeah. Do you have the emotional capacity to receive it? Yeah. Can you absorb it or... Like what I used to do, like so ready to move on to the next thing, yeah. the next goal, and then you don't even – you just bypass like yep. everything that just happened. Yep, yep. And then – so these are all just indicators, not the solutions. Yep. Yeah? yeah. So that's – I need to be really clear on that. Um, these are the indicators that that, uh, that element might be off. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, you've got the spiritual one. And the solution to the spiritual uh, – to the – problems in the spiritual plane is because it refers to purpose is deathbed visualization right ultimate legacy visualization which is a system that i created ages ago um that i think three people train being one of them is actually certified to teach yep um and other than that you'll learn it from them and me and that's it right no one else is certified to teach it um and basically what it is though and i'll give like i could give them a little demo of it now like a snippet of it is what you're going to do is you might want to pause this for a section for a second or come back to it or whatever is you're going to take a moment get some space to yourself and sit down and close your eyes take a few deep breaths then you're going to imagine yourself continuing on the exact trajectory that you're on for the rest of your life and notice yourself on your deathbed 
if nothing changed and you followed the exact same trajectory as, as you're on, right? You continued to treat people the same. You continued to have or not have kids and treat them the same and your relationship with them, how it currently is, stayed the same. And the way you're leaving an impact on this world stayed at the exact same degree as where it is right now. Now that you are on your deathbed, which I can guarantee you will happen at some point, how are you feeling now? Like you've got three breaths left for this entire lifetime. How's that for you? Are you feeling incredibly fulfilled? Are you feeling like you utilized all your potential in this lifetime? Are you feeling like you did everything you know you needed to do and you experienced everything you know you needed to experience? Did you treat people exactly how you wanted to treat them, right? Did like, okay, cool. And now your funeral's there, right? And who's at your funeral? Like who who's there celebrating the life that you lived? Did you matter? Like these are rough questions. And when we take people through this process properly, like you get people like borderline vomiting sometimes. They're just <laughs> hysterical, yeah. right? Because they're just like, oh my God, this is so not right or whatever it might be. And then you need to ask yourself, okay, now what would happen if you lived life completely connected to your heart and connected to your soul's calling for the rest of your life, what would your deathbed look like then? That's a snippet of how the, the visualization yeah, kind of yeah. surface level snippet. Yeah. For sure. But that's sort of the the idea of it. Is it yeah. the the spiritual plane refers to like what was your here's another great question to ask yourself. Like, what are the stats of like you being born? Like it's something like a trillion to one. Is the chances of you actually existing on this earth. Mm -hmm. But that's the chances of you existing on this earth now. What are the chances of you existing on this earth born at the exact location in the exact time under the exact parents that you were born in? That's a that's a trillion times a trillion times a trillion. That's mm -hmm. unfathomable. So your soul was placed in that exact body at that exact time under the exact circumstances that it was placed under. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? What was the purpose of that? And some people go, oh, there was no purpose. Things just happen, coincidences. You're going to end up living an existential fucking suffering if you believe that. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, but there's no proof that, you know, a soul was uh, planted with purpose. It's like, no, there's not. There's, I don't have any scientific proof for you on that one, sorry. But um, what would you like to believe? Yeah. Because if you believe that it is completely random and completely meaningless and completely pointless, then you are on track for an existential crisis that I've been through and I can tell you there's nothing more horrifying in the world. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. Or you, you go through all of life like successful and doing well until the deathbed the deathbed yep. and then you go through the existential crisis then mm -hmm. but now or if you're life. lucky you if you're lucky you have a midlife crisis yeah and you'll have the rest of your life to turn it around yeah but some or, people don't make it out of their live midlife crises either because they decide time to wrap life up it's like you've really got to start asking yourself these soul questions like why why am i on this earth and, and like, and this deathbed process when I went to Transformer last year mm. was like 
simultaneously the start and also the end of my quarter life crisis <laughs> um, because it opened up so much for me, for me but also resolved so much for me mm. um, and that's what led to my career change and everything mm. like you know those of you who've been following will know this but it's so so potent this mm. process and just opening up especially for me and for many high achieving individuals mm. the spiritual and the emotional planes yeah would will finally give you that pyramid yeah to live this whole life yes complete life yes and 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 for you to like what's really some people might be like oh it sounds cool it's like no 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 trust me <laughs> it's more than fucking cool mm. it means that you are going to bed at night and instead of going to bed at night with this lingering anxiety that you've been trying to shove down and ignore, but you actually know is there. You're going to bed at night with this lingering anxiety and you don't know why. And it, sometimes it feels like you're on the verge of a panic attack and you don't even know what you're panicking about, right? And instead of that, you're going to bed at night actually truly feeling at rest and truly feeling peace. Yeah. Some people don't even know what that feels like. Yeah. They've been stuck in this for so long. They don't even they can't even conceptualize what it would be to live a life like that. Yeah. And waking up in the morning every single day and looking at your potentially real busy day that you've got and feeling genuinely over the moon, not amped. Cuz I I think a lot of people use like amped, wired, excited as a bypassing method. Like, oh, I just get excited about it. And it's like, now I don't have to think about the fact that I really actually don't want to go to work today. Mm. It's very easy to excite yourself. Yeah. Like, just like, like take some really deep breaths, do 20 star jumps and like clap your hands and let's like, go. let's go. And yeah. you'll feel amped. Yeah. But that's not actually what's really going on deep down. Mm. But when you wake up every single morning with deep fulfillment, it's actually immeasurable. It's actually priceless. Yeah. It is absolutely priceless. And when you can look at everything in your life that you love, when you can look at your clients that you love, right? And when you can look at your wife that you love and you can look at your doggo that you love and you can look at the earth that you love, you can look at a sunset and you have the ability to see that sunset and have it feel like it's changing your life. A lot of people, they like, don't have the ability. They look at the sunset and they're like, yeah, it's pretty. And it's like, wow, you're missing out on a lot. Yeah. That reminds me of a quote, and I am going to butcher this quote completely. <laughs> it's something along the lines of, and those who couldn't hear the music mm. looked at those who were dancing and thought they were crazy mm. or something mm. like that. Mm. And it's like, you know, we're, we're here talking about this beautiful state of peace and like crying looking Mm. at the sunset Mm. and just being so fulfilled and for me like after having this awareness i've still got a lot to achieve but acknowledging that i could die today Mm. and i would die happy and at Mm. peace because every day i'm living my purpose yeah and i'm living in full alignment to the best version of me that i could be Mm. And then people may be thinking, oh, like that's a little bit much, like a little bit extreme. Mm. But we're hearing this. Cool bypassing. (laughs) Yeah, we're hearing this music and it's so beautiful. Mm. 
Yeah. 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 But some some people are going to, regardless, they're going to listen to this and even having you said that just then, they're still going to write it off mm. because they then it's, it's, it's that quote of like um, when the, uh, what is it? It's like when the mentor appears, so the student or something like that. When, when the, the student's ready. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when the student's ready, the mentor appears. And it's like some people are going to listen to this and the student is not ready for their advice. Yeah. They're not ready to hear this. So yeah. it's not going to spark. Yeah. But then the really cool thing is, is that some people are going to hear this and it's like, it's going to become undeniable for them. Mm. And they're going to go away from listening to this. And this might be you, if you're listening to this, you're going to leave here and you're, you're not going to be able to shake this. Yeah. And that's fucking awesome. Like you're not going to be able to shake this. You're going to you're going to turn this episode off and go back to your normal life, living it how you do. Blah, 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 blah. But then there will just always, from now on, be this niggle mm. that'll niggle at you, niggle at you, niggle at you, until you address it. Yeah. And that's a it's it, it feels like sometimes that can feel like a curse, but it's like oh no, no, no it's the biggest gift. Mm. It's the biggest gift ever because it's like you have listened finally. Yeah. Like you have shown if this is landing with you, it like the mere fact that this podcast episode is landing for someone shows them that it's time change now. Yeah. Like you will not get a stronger really indication than, than, oh, this is landing. This is resonating. It's like, okay, cool. You can do something about it or you're going to deny it. Cause if you have the wisdom and don't act upon it, oh, now you've got a whole different type of poison. Whole different type of poison. It's in the book that I'm reading at the moment. It's talking about like the worst thing is to it, – it's sort of like to know your path and to know that you're not on your path. Mm. Like ignorance is kind of bliss to an extent. Mm. It's not in the long term. It's not bliss in the long term. It always turns around and bites, bites you. But once you realize you're misaligned and you realize you're disconnected from your heart and soul, you realize all these things and you then continue to not do anything about it, now you, now it really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So apologies for the uh, <laughs> apologies for the uh, the awareness around that. <laughs> but not sorry. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if this is landing, then it just means that you're ready. When the yeah. student is ready because you probably had this niggling feeling or mm. maybe this emptiness or this slight uneasiness mm. for a while now and then this this lands for you because you, you're, yeah. you've been experiencing it, yeah. which means it's time. And if, yeah. and if that doesn't, then that's okay because yeah. Yeah, if you just say, eh. yeah, exactly. And then maybe you just need to get to that point where you start getting that feeling and it starts to bother oh, you. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you take action. Like some people I would talk to, they're like, oh yeah, you know, like yeah, I'm gonna buy a brand new Mercedes, and I'm like. Yeah, go ahead. Just, yeah. just some people just need to buy the car, <laughs> yeah. or the handbag, or the whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um, I think Jim Carrey has a quote around that. It's like, I wish everybody could be a celebrity and be rich and famous so that they can realize how meaningless it all actually is. Yeah. And it's like, I know it kind of sounds condes. It could sound condescending, but it's no. It's if you do not experience the things, if you do not feel and try on like i genuinely sometimes say yeah maybe you should buy the car like yeah. and maybe you should buy it so you've there's no like forbidden fruit yes because that's problematic if there's this if there's this you're like oh no i shouldn't buy the car because like you know people say that that's 
you know, that's an ego move yeah, or whatever it is. It and it's down. like, it's like, you're going to continue to want that. And yeah. if I tell you to not want it, you're going to want it even more. Like yeah. we talked about earlier. So it's like, okay, just taste the fucking fruit and then you'll figure out whether you like it or not. Yeah. But just know you might have the shits for three days after you've eaten that fruit, but go ahead, try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mistake-based learning i keep i keep saying yeah. that like just make the mistake and then now you will learn that lesson forever mm, mm. Uh, you know it, it's not as deeply ingrained as someone else tells you yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah all right okay so people now know how to recognize if they mm. have a size sky, the skyscraper rather than a pyramid mm. what now what do they need to do to build a pyramid from the inside out, where do they start? Hmm. Um. You have to ask a pharaoh, then, eh? <laughs> um. No, but like, I sort of wish I could give like a three sort of step process, but it's that's kind of against the nature of the actual idea of a pyramid in the first place. Mm. Is that a pyramid is so multi-dimensional and you you can't just go to an engineer or, or look at a blueprint sorry and just be like oh yeah i'll just replicate that yeah like there's so much going on in a pyramid right like we have just and it feels so good to talk about this because i've been working on i've had like i've had almost one of those micro 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 level but definitely one of those little crises of like okay, things don't feel completely aligned to my heart anymore, like Transformer and things like that. Not because it's misaligned, more so because it's not purely aligned. There's no like conflicting values with Transformer, but there's just something so much more for me that I've just been developing like crazy over the past couple of months. And um, as of recording this podcast, no one knows about it. (laughs) <laughs> but as of releasing this process, uh, this podcast, um, Vitality will have been released, which is our new academy that we've created. And and this is instead of Transformer, by the way. Like you're yeah, scratched, scratched Transformer, Transformer which is the which had been the offering of our entire business. Like our entire business was built upon Transformer. So I've done the same thing again. Mm. Like when we had the pride and that was – again like 250 grand worth of revenue and i just like chopped it down with a hail mary on transformer it's like i've now chopped down transformer with this hail mary on vitality and it couldn't feel better because i'm that ridiculously excited about it um so yeah, it's, it's not really – it sort of goes against the nature to give like a, a quick blueprint of how to do it. But if you've recognized that you have a skyscraper, the biggest thing you need to wrap your head around, and I am two times over now living evidence of this, is the biggest thing you need to wrap your head around is the fact that you need to plant some explosives inside that skyscraper. Before you build the pyramid. Mm, yep. And pe- and honestly, a lot of people don't have the courage to do that. Yeah. So then the la- – and this is why I'm so big on courage. Courage allows for alignment because yep. alignment's not easy. Like blowing up your skyscraper is one of the most challenging things to do. It, the ingredient to do that is courage because yeah. you've got to trust that that pyramid's going to work. 
And this is what I'm doing right now. Like if vitality doesn't work or whatever, like we're fucked. Like we would literally, the business will close and we'd start from the bottom up again. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know that's not going to happen because I've built a pyramid before and I know how to build pyramids. So I know that that's not going to happen. But I didn't know that the first time. Yeah. I genuinely, and this is maybe another question to ask yourself as well, is I genuinely asked myself and came to the conclusion that I would rather be deeply aligned to my heart and soul because it got that painful not being aligned. I would rather be deeply aligned to my heart and soul and be on the streets than be misaligned and continue to run my business and be quote unquote financially successful. Yeah. So the first step is, and that, that'll look like something different to everybody, but I can guarantee you there will be a sacrifice that needs to occur for you to build your pyramid. Yeah. Can't, and- and it won't be pretty. Like you might have to part with a lot of fucking money. You might have to part with your career, your current career completely. You might have to fully quit and start again. Or you might have to part with an old identity of yours, of who you thought you were. And some people go, oh, that's the easier one. No, it's not. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the, the hardest. hardest one. That's the hardest one. The ego doesn't like that. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing is you first need to, re- like, you need to be ready to, we've been joking about this, you need to be ready to absolutely send it. Mm. Absolutely send it. And and you need to trust, and this, and being in the spiritual realm will help with this a lot, but you need to have developed enough trust within yourself that you just know you're going to make it work. Yeah. You're going to make it work. And I, like, those that have really committed, to making it work, never seen anyone not make it work. With the hundreds of people we've worked with, if you've come in truly committed to building a pyramid, no one that's fully committed to it has ever failed doing it. Yeah. Never. We've never had one client fail to do it. When they're truly committed to it, it happens. Yeah. I have a saying ever since starting on this journey that is when you follow your heart, you become invincible. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, and, and I've seen that in myself and I just continue to have trust that it's like, you know, if, if, it's the classic, oh, the only time that you really fail is when you give up and mm. when, you, when you stop. Mm. And that's the thing, when you're following your heart and when you're building your pyramid from mm. the inside out, you're never going to stop because no. that's it. That's a life's mission. Yeah. It's a lifelong process. Yeah, yep. And yeah. also a new energy will come over you. This is really important for people to understand. When you are following your heart at the deepest level, it's as if, like I've felt this, especially over the last month creating vitality. It's like the universe has just gone like, here's all the, um, you know, some of you may have seen the movie Limitless where this guy t- finds these pills yeah. and he becomes the most productive person in the world he when he takes these drugs. <laughs> yeah, he like yeah. lights up his whole neural pathways and unlocks sides of himself. It's When you follow your heart, it's like you've been given that. Yeah. When you are focused on your heart, it's like you've been given this drug that allows you to work so relentlessly because what you're fighting for is so much more important than the ego that comes from building a skyscraper. Yeah. If your biggest motivation is your money and the private jets and the yachts and the mis- – that is nothing yeah. of a motivator compared to I want to be fulfilled when I die. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember That's after, why you don't fail. Yeah. Yeah. I remember after having this awareness and this clarity on my life's 
um, like vision and direction and purpose, I remember thinking, okay, there's all these fears, like what are people going to think? What if I fail? Mm. And then all of that just got squashed in mm. one moment mm. by the realization of like nothing else matters. Mm. Mm. Like in comparison to this mission, this drive, mm. like nothing else matters now. No. Yeah. Yeah. And so to then answer the question of like, just so that I'm being really damn clear, how do you build a um, pyramid? It's like, yeah, the first step, and it is a huge step, is you need to be ready for that entropy to occur, to to know that things are going to fade away really fast and to be okay with that yeah. and to be ready to follow your heart. That's the first thing. And then I joked about like, go find a pharaoh. <laughs> Right, like that built has built pyramids before. That's not a fucking joke mm. at all. Not at all. If you think you're going to be able to build a pyramid by yourself, like you're wrong. And I used to tread lightly on this in the past. And I haven't mentioned this on this podcast episode, but while I'm doing all of this and going through all of my journey, hundreds of thousands of dollars are going to mentors. Yeah. I'm investing hundreds of thousands into mentors. And if you're a coach, facilitator, or mentor, it's probably vitality. Like it's probably with me. If you want to build a pyramid and you own a coaching, mentoring, or facilitation-based business, yeah, we probably need to work together if you want to build a pyramid. I mean like who else do you want to learn how to build a pyramid off other than the person that created the fucking concept? Mm. Like just being real. Yeah. So maybe that's a combo we need to have. But if it's not aligned to me or you're not a coach, facilitator, or a mentor, or whatever it might be, find your version of a pharaoh in your industry, right? So like you would be a creator of pyramids for your guys that are wanting wanting to achieve aligned potential, right? So if you're a woman in a high-performing career. Yeah, business, leadership, or service-based profession. Yeah, then it, and you align to Trang's work, then it's probably Trang, yeah. right? And it's like I think we really need to drop this like idea of like doing it without a mentor, yeah? like. Yeah, okay. So maybe you could without it. But like I've um you'll you'll love this. I've been playing with a Rubik's Cube lately. You may have seen my reel. Yeah. So I've been playing with a Rubik's Cube. And if you do not know how to solve a Rubik's Cube, I could confidently give it to ninety-nine percent of the people on this earth. I could confidently give that Rubik's Cube to them, lock them in a room for four days, and they won't have solved it. Or four years. Yeah, four years. Like, yeah, yeah. I could probably specific algorithm. Yeah. They call it an actual algorithm. Mm -hmm. So when you learn, you go on a YouTube and you type in like how to solve a Rubik's cube. They teach you a fucking algorithm to figure it out. It's like two turns. So in this step, when you have this, this, but not this, but this and that and not this, mm -hmm. then you need to follow the Furrow algorithm, which is. Um, right hand corner spun 90 degrees top corner spun 180 degrees and this goes on these algorithms are 16 steps long mm. <laughs> and people are I'll figure out the Rubik's Cube it's like statistically you really probably won't Yeah. and if you haven't tried it play with one like play with one and see how you go trying to figure it out because the other thing with them is they're tricksters Rubik's Cubes are tricksters because once you've figured out like three sides of the Rubik's Cube you have to completely scramble those sides mm -hmm. to get the fourth side. Yeah. And it's like I went on to I, – I couldn't – personally, I couldn't have figured that Rubik's Cube out. Yeah. I don't think ever. Hmm. Like if if so, it would have taken 10,000 hours to figure it out, right? And then I went on to YouTube and I figured it out and I did it within three hours. Yeah. 
Mm. And it's like, that's the perfect coaching metaphor. It's like, if you have a coach, it's still going to be hard. It's still going to be complex. It's still going to be overwhelming. Yeah. But you'll get it done. Yeah. Yep. And then how do you get more proficient at it? You practice it with guidance from a coach. Follow the algorithms. Like, yeah. So building the sky, building the pyramid, first, it's like, there's so much value in A, recognizing it that you don't have a pyramid and that you have a skyscraper. Yeah. And from there, it's, okay, are you ready to actually throw that Hail Mary? Are you ready to actually plant explosives in that skyscraper and say, hey, you were good to me. I appreciate you. I learned a lot from you. Fucking kaboom. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the, blow it up. And the key is that's the second step, yeah. not like the fourth or fifth step. You've got to do no. that. First, yes. Before you build the pyramid. Yes. To make space for the pyramid. Yes. Otherwise, if you're building the pyramid while still holding onto the skyscraper, nah. and you're still modeling off the skyscraper. Yeah, you're still yeah. actually yeah coming from a place of skyscraper. And that's why I had to tra- tear transformer down. Yeah. Like that, and that is people that are hearing this for the first time that I've torn transformer down. They'll be like, "What the?" Like people that know me will be like, "What the actual fuck?" Like that's everything. And it's like, that's the point. Because originally I was like, I'll just revamp Transformer. But that's exactly what you said. That's holding on to something or at least a fragment of what's not in complete alignment. When we created Vitality, I was able to completely start again. Yeah. With not even a backbone of Transformer, not even anything based on Transformer. And we've created something that is for coaches, mentors, facilitators. Honestly, Chang, there's... There's nothing like it. Like I gave you the rundown of the intro of it, (laughs) of like the intro. And I truly believe you said it and it it summarizes it perfectly. The beginning phases before you even get to a retreat or whatever, the beginning phases in the first month of vitality is more potent and more transformative than Transformer was as a whole. Mm. Like it is just... Yeah, I'm fucking – anyway, I'm fucking excited about it, as yeah. you can tell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, identify <laughs> – let's make a thing. Identify, explode. Tear down. <laughs> yep. Ex- yeah, identify, um, release. Yep. That's really what it is. Release yeah. it. Let it go. Releasing attachment yep. to whatever it is. Yep. That's, yep. Identify, release, um, and like – what do you call like scouting? Like scouting out someone? Like, what's the word for that? Like, like exploring, discovery, attract. Is the next step like building the pyramid? Nah, right? it's find your fucking mentor. Oh right, yeah. You've yeah. got to find, and, you, and this is the other thing: you've got to find the right mentor. Yeah, that is really, really, really clear. You've got to find a mentor that you, firstly, would not in every area, but in a lot of areas, you would like to swap places in. Right? Like you can't get a mentor that has the thing, but all the other things are terrible. Yeah, that's so key. I I find I can really bit like I can't really Okay, I'll 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 teach one more thing. So on the pyramid, the base of the pyramid, we call that the life basis. So the four corners of the base of the pyramid, number one is business, number two is lifestyle. Number three is relationships. Number four is health. So business, lifestyle, relationships, health. If I'm hiring a business coach, 
I need at least three of those four things in that coach mastered and aligned to me. Yeah. So like I'm I'm hiring a coach, for example, I talk about someone like Jesse. Yep, boom, business aligned. Lifestyle, boom, aligned. Health, boom, aligned. Relationships, 50% aligned. He's not in an intimate relationship, but he has really solid brothers. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, sweet, awesome. But if he had an awesome business, a shit lifestyle, average health, poor relationships, I'm not hiring him. I don't care how good his business is. So that would be another key is like um, identify, release, and I would almost say identify again. (laughs) Identify, release, identify. Identify that you don't have a sky, uh, that you've got a skyscraper, Mm. release the skyscraper and identify a coach that's going to help you and that aligns with your life basis of career, health, lifestyle, and relationships yeah and you if you if you align them you'll have a great experience with your coach yeah yeah Mm. so perfect Mm. so many people do look at leaders or coaches and then they look at one aspect yeah like money or whatever we've seen that before yeah they're like oh you know i want that so then i'll I'll start you know modeling this coach Mm -hmm. but then they don't realize that looking at the other aspects of their life the coach is broken inside Yeah. yeah they would actually not want to trade that in yeah. just to have the money aspect. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But it's going to happen if they start working with them because of the unconscious yes. modeling that we were Train. talking about earlier. Yes, like without Train. even realizing, you yep. start to model that coach or that leader, you start to become them. Here's, another, here's a perfect example. A coach that's made a lot of money, but they've made a lot of money because they're a narcissist. Mm. If you want to make a lot of money being a narcissist and that's all you care about in your life, being a narcissist is a pretty fucking easy way to make a lot of money. It really is because you develop such a sense of nothing else matters other than self and you are so deserving of absolutely everything. In fact, you're beyond that. You're entitled to absolutely everything. So you'll attract absolutely everything. Mm. So then let's say you're that coach's client. You then learn how to make a lot of money and you don't realize that what they're actually teaching you is a form of narcissism. Next minute, you're a narcissist as well and you're wondering why your relationship sucks, your health sucks, and your lifestyle sucks. It's like, well, because you you follow the same system. Yeah. Like things aren't one-dimensional. How someone makes money in business is who they are. Yeah. It's who they are. Because business so is just an extension of, you. of of who you are. Yep. So, of course, you're going to model it unconsciously. Mm. Yeah, of course you can model it unconsciously. That's why you've got to be careful, yeah, who who you choose. Yep, because you might just go, oh, you know, like I don't agree with like, you know, they're they're on their, again, they're on their fifth divorce and their um, health is shit. And I've been attracted by this before. Like guy looks broken, but man, he knows how to run a good business. And it's like, no, he knows how to run a good business as a broken human. So do you want to learn that? Oh, nah. Nah, I don't know. I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same with athletes as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any form of like athlete coaching and stuff like that. Like sometimes you see like um, I've had boxing coaches in the past that it's like I can't learn under them because they're, they're so tunneled vision in the boxing mm-hmm. that their philosophies around boxing basically include getting rid of the rest of your life. So then you go down, you become a good boxer, and you're like, wait, where's the rest of my life gone? Yeah. Mm. I feel like this is done. Yeah, it feels done. All right. So if anyone does want to find out more about vitality, yeah. they want to 
chat to you, ask ask questions to you, where's the best place for them to find you? I, I just can't get enough of like there'll be a link in my bio that'll have info on vitality and things like that. Mm. But I can't get enough of human conversation. So send me a DM and yeah. let's just chuck some voice messages back and forth because at this point, um, you might know a lot more about me than I even know about you. I might not even know you. So just like I'd love to get to know. Mm. I love to get to just know people. And Vitality, like we are working with a maximum, absolute max of 10 people per event. So we work really intimately and like we've got an outcome of how many people we want to work with for the year and we want to put 100 people through Vitality this year and we will have 500 opportunities. Right, so it's like I want to I want to know that you're the perfect fit for it. So yeah. just like send us some DMs and we'll just start chatting and, and go from there. I don't do the whole high pressure. You messaged me, so now sign the dotted line bullshit. You've probably gathered that by now. Um, because if you're not an aligned fit for it, why why would I? Yeah. yeah. So DMs, introduce yourself, say hello, ask any questions that you want. If you yeah. want me to elaborate on different things. I often create content based on questions people ask me in my DMs too. So if you've got a business question or life question, ask it and I'll create content around it. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Check out Vitality. Um, if you are absolutely committed to be to being a game-changing coach, mentor or facilitator um, that's going to be part of the, the leaders in the world moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the end of the podcast episode, Tom. Beautiful. Thank you for having me on, Trang. This was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. We could have kept on going. Oh, we could have done five hours, no dramas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming onto the show. Like, yeah. I value every single conversation that we have so mm. much and mm. every moment that we spend together is such confirmation of like why I've worked with you for so long and I mm. continue to. Mm, mm, mm. And thank you for being the beam of light for this world. Thank you for passing it on. Yeah. All right. Cheers. And there it is, my conversation with Tom Clark. I hope that you found that chat as powerful and as valuable as I did. At the start, I understand it can feel very overwhelming because this is quite a high-level conversation. We've taken a big step back to look at all the different dimensions of life. But all you've got to do is to take one step at a time. Start chipping away and you will find that over time, you can turn everything around Seek guidance from your mentors along the way, from those who you trust and those who have walked the path before you. And like I said, it is there and available for you to rise up and claim. I can speak from experience and I know Tom can speak from experience. If you have any questions or if you want to reach out to either of us, our details will be in the podcast description. For now, enjoy the rest of your incredible day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.